Welcome to the Get Healthier Podcast with Rena Jadhav, who's on a quest to uncover breakthroughs and cures in living longer, healthier, and happier. Genetic testing, stem cells, rattling, talking to Silicon Valley geniuses and the best doctors in the world about the hottest products and programs to make you live an amazingly joyful life. Are you ready? Now, here's your host, Rena. Hey guys, it's Rena Jadav, and today is all about multivitamins and supplements. Hi, Dr. Newsom. Welcome. Oh, thanks for having me. And Dr. Newsom is going to answer every question that I and you have ever had about our supplements. Why? Because it's a multi-billion dollar industry, so many people having it. So I know you're having one, whether it's a multivitamin or something specific like a weight loss supplement or a long hair supplement or a skin supplement, you know, name it. There's supplements, of course, every woman that's pregnant is put on a supplement. So I know you've had one, and I know you're going to want to listen to this because we're going to dive deep into the essence of the most important thing you put in your mouth probably every single day. Now, why Dr. Newsom? Because he is a naturopathic physician, an osteopath, and as well as a doctor of oriental medicine. Uh, but what's fascinating is that, in fact, he was the youngest physician to be licensed at the age of 20. Wow. Uh, uh, Dr. Newsom has a website, drnewsom.com. Check it out for a lot of more stuff. And uh, of course, he's one of the leading experts and educators in this field, but more importantly, he's done a ton of research on something called folic acid, which I think we're gonna dive into a little bit as well, but also just, he is a formulator. In fact, he's a chief formulator for a brand called Organics. Ta-da! And so, you know, as, as you all know, when I interview folks, I actually like to try their stuff. So today's interview is not about his supplements at all. It's about the general state of the supplement industry as well as how these are done. Dr. Newsom, welcome. Thank you very much. So, I'm glad to be here. Oh, our pleasure. So let's start at the very basics. What exactly is a vitamin? And you were explaining this right before I hit record in a beautiful way. <laughs> well, um, vitamins that come from plants, okay, are uh, byproducts of the whole photosynthesis pro process. You know, so a plant goes through photosynthesis, it grabs you know, sunlight and mixes it with water and comes out with sugars and all these good things that we eat in plants, right? Well, there are nutrients in the plants that are not mineral, okay? So your minerals come from the soil, right? And they go from being a inorganic, unorganized mineral that your body can't use to a organic, organized mineral that your body can use. So that's the minerals in the plant, right? The other things that you have in there are polysaccharides, uh, subsugars, vitamins, phytochemicals, these other components there within the plant. And what's interesting is all the things that aren't mineral are actually different configurations of captured sunlight. Okay, so vitamins are you know different configurations of captured sunlight that the the plant has metabolized and created for us and and so so vitamins from from a plant source are i mean they they bring the light back in your body it's amazing they 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 actually restore the what's missing within the system 
Now the, the downside on this is that not all, not all supplements are made of, you know, plant-based materials. <laughs> okay. They're not extracting, they're not taking these vitamins out of, out of plants, out of, you know, fruits and vegetables or, or plants. Right. Um, and in those cases, what's happening is they're synthesizing these things out of typically out of petroleum byproducts, Jeez. Okay, which are toxic, are very toxic. Okay. But you can in a lab synthesize these because they're all vitamins are different configurations. They're basically a sugar molecule. Okay. That is configured a little different. And so the, uh, we, we call them sub sugars in the lab. We'll, we'll call them, you know, but they're uh, basically a, a vitamin is a type of sugar, not like table hmm. sugar, you know, not like mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. In, you know, one of the things that in our discussion earlier that you pointed out and is really is correct is that the more deficient someone is, the more they will be prone to craving sugar. You know, so wow. sugar cravings are actually a very big uh, indicator that you are deficient in vitamins. And when you say vitamins, you don't mean this. You mean you're deficient in the amazing basket of fresh vegetables and fruits that nature provides us, which you're not somehow getting enough of which leads to these cravings. And of course, I'm a huge sugar addict. Anyone who's read any of my articles knows that. Uh, but sugar addiction is a huge issue, not just for me, but for a majority of Americans, um, to the point where they're adding extra sugar and stuff just to make us eat more of them. Look at these multivitamins. They're meant to be really good, but you know what? They're so sweet. I feel like I, I could eat them all day long. And I think that's the goal. Like, hey, how do we get her to eat some more of these? So. She can buy two bottles a month instead of one bottle a month. But the essence of that, so if you're watching this and you've got sugar issues like I do, what Dr. Newsom is telling us today is that that is a clear indication that you don't have enough light in yourself, in your body. And what that really means is that you've got to bring in a lot more of the fresh fruits and vegetables. And of course, if you can't, that's when you go into supplements. Am I right? Correct. That's what supplements are for. They're for supplementing what doesn't occur in your diet. That's what a supplement is for. So let's start with that. How do we know what's missing in our diet? Well, if you're eating the standard American diet, um, it only supplies trace amounts of 17 essential vitamins and minerals that you need on a daily basis. Okay. Uh, only 17. Okay. Now, depending on which scale you use, there's between 73 and 90 essential nutrients that you need on a daily basis. Okay, so if you're eating the standard American diet, you're only getting 17 of those. So you're somewhere between yeah, 20 to down to maybe 17, 18% of the mm. actual nutrients that you need on a daily basis if you're eating a standard American diet. Incredible. So, and how many do we need? So, 17 is what I'm getting. How many do I need? You need between 73 and 90. Wow, I'm getting barely 20% of that. Barely 20%. Right, right, right. Exactly. So, um, let me give you an example. Okay, this is how I explain this to students and how I explain this to my patients. Let's say we go to your car 
and we randomly remove 80% of the nuts and bolts from your car. How, how fast do you think your car is going to break down? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you even try to turn, turn it off. You know, uh, in the, another analogy, well, let's say we're going to fly to, you know, the, the, someplace. Okay. We're going to fly to Hawaii, right? Um, would you get on an airplane that was where we randomly removed 80% of the nuts and bolts? Heck no. Oh no. <laughs> I wouldn't get on the plane if you removed even 10% of the nuts and bolts. <laughs> right, right. So if people are eating the standard American diet and that's all they're getting, yeah. why are we surprised when they get sick? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Why um, is that? It, it's because we're told somehow we don't need nutrition. And I don't know how that gets into our psyche as the norm. Like, and I can say this because I've had this conversation with my 19 year old um, around diet, you know, she's in college. And I say, did you get a good helping of, you know, fruits and veggies today? And, you know, I get these LOLs. I get these texts back, this LOL. I'm like, why are you laughing? <laughs> what did I say that was funny? This is, this was not a joke. I am reminding you that caffeine, you know, three times a day does not constitute a diet. Um, so, you know, I get another LOL, like the all caps, LOL, um, <laughs> LOL to infinity mom kind of go right. away. But, you know, it's a very, very critical point that you're making that I'm jesting about, which is that even to me, you know, you know, Harvard MBA award and undergrad and all my life, I just kind of thought, you know, I, I can have just a cup of tea in the morning with some cookies and I can have, you know, just a sandwich at lunch and, oh my God, how healthy am I? I'm having a sandwich, you know, some more kind of crappy pizza or something for dinner. And I thought that I was doing really well because my pizza had some veggies on it. Um, we have lost understanding what a good diet means. So share with everyone, what should a non-standard American diet look like that would allow us to incorporate um, the 70 or so vitamins and minerals here's well first off if you're here's the problem here's a, a big issue okay if you're not eating organic food number one the the chances of you eating GMO product I don't even call it food it's product it's a product it's something uh, it's a genetically modified organism it's not a real plant okay um, your chances of getting GMO product in your diet are extremely high. Okay, so you're, you're very probable of getting GMO foods, if you will, in your food chain if you're not eating organic food. Um, an issue that is not publicized with GMO product is that GMO product cause your body to, it, they, Train your body to, to absorb less and less, fewer and fewer nutrients. Okay, so a, a GMO plant can only absorb between 11 and 17 to 18 nutrients from the soil. Okay, there are, wow. uh, there's 105 elements on the periodic table, by the way. Wow. <laughs> you know, and so 11 to, to anything in the teens is nowhere even close to what that plant should have in it. Yeah. Okay. So if, if you're, you're 
if you're not eating organic food, as my, my point is, if you're not eating organic food, the chances of you getting GMO product in your food chain is, are really high, number one. Number two, we have in, in our food chain, things are so processed. Um, I, I, this was a, we had a professor at one of the naturopathic colleges I, I used to be a professor at. Uh, he was the he was the nutrition professor, and his uh, uh, he would come into the first class the for the uh, uh, the freshmen when they when they started. Uh, he'd put you know the the soup is good food soup cans mm -hmm. out on his his desk, and what he would do is he would tell everyone the uh, the history of that can, how it came into being, and you know what. Uh, the contents, where they came from, how that all ar arrived. Okay, so this this soup that you would go get, you're supposed to go get when you have a cold, right? This chicken, mm -hmm. right? Gamble's chicken noodle soup. <laughs> you know, um, he's like, okay, so 80% uh, of what is in that can was grown on foreign soil where there's no EPA, and under contracts with big multinational companies that uh, are, you know, the manufacturers of things like Roundup and those mm -hmm. types of things. <laughs> and so these foods, these this crop that is being uh, picked or grown and then picked to be utilized to make the constituents in the soup can, um, start off as this GMO crop Right. It's sprayed with who knows what, you know. Yeah. There, there are lots of countries out there that still use DDT. Yeah. And it comes into our food chain via offshore, <laughs> you know, offshore uh, uh, farming practices. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's still in our food chain because of that. Okay. They, it's these GMO fields that they're using these things on. So you get 80% of what's in the can started out as GMO product. Um, they pick the, the, the vegetables, the fruits, or whatever it is that they're going to put in the can early so that they can make the truck ride from the, the mm -hmm. farmland to the coast so they can be sent here. When they arrive to the United States, these fruits and vegetables are then radiated to kill off any bugs that they might have. Okay, we should be running through a microwave once they get here, which denatures any nutrients that they had to begin with. Okay, which they didn't come with very much nutrients to begin mm. with. One, that's a GMO, which doesn't absorb much nutrients from the soil to begin with. Two, even a GMO product, if you pick the the fruit or the vegetable too soon, it didn't ripen, therefore it never got the full extent of the nutrients mm -hmm. it was supposed to have. It the light. Possibly. Yeah. The little amount that it could have had, it didn't get. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Then they send it, you know, in the in the truck to the boat, from the boat to the dock. At the dock, they send it through the microwave, at which point it's sent off to the processing plant where they remove 90% of any nutrients that they <laughs> of, of, the, of nothing. 90% of nothing is still nothing. At that point, it just doesn't matter what you're doing to right. it. <laughs> right. And then they put it 
you know, through this whole cooking process and they remove basically all nutrients that it may have ever had. Uh, they take that soup, pour it in a petroleum laced tin lead can, oh. send it off to your grocery store and charge you for it. <laughs> and they tell you, and they tell you that you're gonna get better. Oh yes. Somehow the soup is gonna heal that cold. Uh, or it's going to suppress your immune system so much that your immune system just can't fight anymore and you don't have any symptoms. <laughs> <laughs> like my adrenals, you know, my adrenals apparently did the dead cat bounce at some point where they were so far overworked that they just shut down. And so you're right. Right. If you just shut your immune system down. You'll have no symptoms. No symptoms. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. So, so the biggest challenge we face today, as you're describing, is the fact that eating for nutrients is close to impossible if you're not crazy mindful about where you shop. So a little plug for all the farmers markets nationwide. Absolutely. That's what I do. You know, every Saturday, rain, snow, shine, whatever. I'm at the farmer's market and I'm, um, as some of the doctors who've written fun books said, you know, I'm smelling the produce. I'm touching the produce. I'm smearing it on my body. I'm like, come to me, microbes, come to me. Um, my gut was such a mess. I was told it would take me five years to, to heal my gut. So, so I know I'm only like two and a half years into a five-year process of rebuilding my rainforest um, inside. With that said, so my question was, you know, what kind of a diet would you need to be on? And I think the first answer is you need to be on a diet where you're eating organic, locally farmed, locally sourced produce which is bought on the weekends because it was picked yesterday. And I always ask, you know, the, even in the farmer's market, you have the organic stalls and you have the non-organic and I'll, you know, typically only go to the organic farms. And I always ask, when was this picked? And they will carry stuff, which is not picked yesterday. They'll be like, right. oh, that's been sitting there, you know, a couple of weeks. Okay, well, I will skip that today. Right, right. You know, I'm just saying, you know, show me what you picked yesterday by your hands. And that's, that's what I'm eating today. And, right. and yes, for those who are rolling their eyes going, geez, she's a little nutty. And by the way, that's a lot more expensive. Yeah, so my, my grocery bill instead of, I don't know, 30 bucks, will be 35 bucks, you know, do I think it's worth paying the extra five bucks? Heck yeah. Well, so, here's another statistic that the leading cause of bankruptcy in our country is medical bills. Nail in time and all those cliche right. sayings, right? <laughs> right, so um, you will pay in your health and in your wealth, or you can pay in your wealth. There's, yeah, that's our options, really. You know, we Absolutely. can we can pay with our time, our well-being, our health, being sick, and then have to pay the doctor anyways. <laughs> you know, uh, in the hospital, in the ambulance, and the every other thing. You know, in or we can pay with our wealth to prevent all this from happening Absolutely. and stay, you know, build our health, make ourselves stronger and healthier. Um, here's a thing with the, this is something I got out of oriental medicine, studying oriental medicine, um, was that in order to become chronically ill, a person's ability to adapt has to break down. Yeah. Okay. In, 
if you if you if your ability to adapt doesn't break down then you will bounce out of the illness at some point i mean it 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 won't take so long if you're ill and you've been ill for a long time and it just seems to drag on and on and your symptoms just never really go away it's because your capacity to adapt and your ability to adapt has been broken mm. okay what happens once you can't adapt anymore or you don't adapt efficiently anymore okay um, at that point your body instead of adapting to a situation and overcoming it okay it accommodates that okay so it accommodates the stress it accommodates the toxicity it accommodates the infection it accommodates you name it wow. okay in so in natural medicine our whole job in natural medicine is to restore that capacity to adapt mm. and it really comes down to that that's really the bottom line that's everything mm -hmm. we do has to be at aimed at restoring that capacity to adapt mm -hmm. and that's you know you take young young mothers like yourself you take uh people you know going to school holding down a job raising a family all you know, running a business you mm -hmm. know Whew, you know there's so much it's so demanding it mm -hmm. is it's so uh i mean it extracts so much from you mm -hmm. that if you're not putting back in you it's, it's like a bank account okay you're you're born with a million bucks but you if you write a thousand dollar check every day and don't put anything back in you're gonna run out of money you know and so and that's what we all are we're a hundred million a hundred million Americans that are basically bankrupt health-wise yep exactly so exactly. that's a beautiful analogy and I hope that this is helping those who are listening and watching so to really internalize where the breakdown begins, because that's the other issue, you know, where, when I got sick, I was like, oh, but I'm so healthy. How could this happen to me? You know, what is happening? My body's letting me down. And I, not for a moment did I think, what have I been doing to my body that I have brought it to the stage where it's finally just quit on me? You know, right. 28 symptoms is a lot of symptoms. It was, my body was like, I'm basically done with you. You're a moron. You just don't know how to take care of me and I'm done. <laughs> and so I think you're, uh, you know, very, in a, in a beautiful way articulating uh, that it really is a debit credit. And so we are told to eat, I don't know, what is it? Six to seven helping servings of like this much Right. Uh, fruits and vegetables what do you think is actually the real number of fruits and vegetables we should be eating on a daily basis what here's what I do with patients when I get them started this is the basic because here's the thing the, the worst possible thing for you to do is try to change everything at one time mm -hmm. uh, that will bring break on down. failure faster than yes. anything. You'll break down. Happening. <laughs> yeah, it's not happening no 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 don't do that 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 because that will that will bring you to failure and it'll discourage you. That's, that's terrible, don't do that. And so um, I've been in practice for 24 years. So in those 24 years, what I've found is that working with patients, taking them not necessarily in baby steps, but the Titanic is heading straight for an iceberg. And if we don't start turning it, it's gonna run into that iceberg. Mm -hmm. It's destined to happen. Mm -hmm. So, that we can change that trajectory, but we have to start 
with definite changes that start offsetting the course. We've got to change the course, right? So um, here's what I, I have people start off. Right? We have, let's say, three ounces of protein, okay, on your plate. Three ounces of protein. And show us what three ounces looks like, because I doubt most people know what that is. Um, I have, I never had to use a, a, a catcher's mitt. I have these ginormous hands. <laughs> 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 so, so basically, if you let's say you're going to eat a piece of meat, okay, you'd have a piece of meat. Um, if you were to have a piece of meat three times a day, you take your fist, mm -hmm. you'd have about half of your fist would be the amount of meat that you could handle consuming three times a day. Interesting. Okay. So, okay, because your fist is proportionate to your stomach. Right. Okay, and so you're about half the size of your fist would be about the amount of, of meat, okay? Got it. So if that's the amount of meat that you have, you wanna have about the same amount of a starch, which would be a sweet potato or, or in, any kind of starch, okay? Um, you wanna have about the same amount of a fruit, and you wanna have twice as much of, a vegetable, of vegetables. Mm. On your non-starchy vegetables. Non-starchy vegetables. Mm. You know, so green leafies, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. salad, salad type thing. You know, Cucumber so, it, right, right. Get some. Get in, and you want as much variety as possible. That's that's the colors. thing. Colors, colors, colors. Now, remember what I said about the, the. Okay, so the, <laughs> the colors in vegetables. Here's a whole fruits and vegetables. Here's a whole other thing. Those, those. Uh, uh, proanthocyanidins, the polysaccharides, those phytochemicals that, uh, that are, are your pigments, are your protectins, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. Okay, they're the most powerful forms of antioxidants that we have in our food chain. Mm -hmm. they're colors, they're natural pigments in the, uh, okay, what, what makes a grape red or, or purple is a thing called proanthrocyanidin. You also find that that's the the redness that comes out in uh, in red wine from the grapes. Okay, it's also in the peel of a red apple. It's okay. There, there's okay. The, it's in. Mm -hmm. uh, you find it in red paper, red uh, red peppers, mm -hmm. or pomegranate. Pomegranate, or in beets, or mm -hmm. you know, all these different vegetables and fruits have these pigments, right? Yeah, yeah. But those pigments are the most powerful antioxidants that that we can consume okay yeah. um i mean we're talking like multiple thousands of times more powerful than vitamin c mm -hmm. okay so not not percent we're talking thousands of times more wow. <laughs> you know, in uh wow so when you, when we're consuming these things all of those all of those colors okay are concentrations of different spectrums of light mm. Okay, I know this, this might sound yeah. totally weird, but from a physics... No, you're right. It is. It's just light. What's happening, right? So yeah. we have yellow light, we have red yeah. light. Yeah, color is light. All these different light forms in the food. And so you want to have as many of these as possible. I'm never going to see food again the same way, Dr. Newsom. I'm going to look at that pomegranate that's sitting in my kitchen going, you are so full of light. I, you have changed how I look at fruits and vegetables, anything with color. Sorry, please continue. It's, but it's true. This is, you know, it's really simple 
uh, when you think about it, the basics of of you know all these different medical things that we we tend to discuss and everything. I, I, I get on a lot of interviews like this, and we're talking you know medical situations, medical this, medical that. But honestly, the the processes, the basic processes that we have to work with, are very simple. Mm. They're very very simple. So, so I I got the plate. We've got this much of protein, this much of starch, this right. much of fruit, and twice of the non-starchy green veggies, and that's a meal. That's your meal, right. And that's your meal. And you wanna have as many colors, and you wanna have it seasonal. Right, exactly, exactly. And starting off with that is super simple. Yeah. Template, uh, you're not gonna go hungry. <laughs> <laughs> You're not gonna starve, you know. None of us is gonna starve. If you look at your obesity numbers, trust me, no one is starving for a very long time. So we'll be fine. We'll be fine, exactly. So, you know, that gives you uh, a template. It's a template. It's not perfect. You know, yeah. you talk to any nutritionist, no, it's not perfect. But it's way better than the standard American diet. Yeah. And if you can start there, you can get better from there. But you have to have a starting point. In so we have to no grains, them. no grains yep. in your starting. Grains point. could be could be your starch. You may have some uh -huh. sort of grain there is your starch. You know, got it. So instead of the sweet potato, you could have wild rice, wild rice, or lentils or kidney beans. I got it. So that's a substitute. Sure, sure, exactly, exactly. So you have the, you know, other things that could be in there. Um, I I I lump legumes as starches personally okay they are they're heavy on starch they're, they're heavy in starch mm -hmm. uh that's why they cause digestive issues <laughs> you know yeah it's 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 I all still can't do them starch, I still, right I still can do chickpeas and kidney beans you're missing herbs as well to what extent do you consider those to be sort of a priority as opposed to optional they are herbs are the nutrition of your diet Okay, that's where yes. things, that's concentrated nutrition. Yes. Um, from okay, okay, let me we'll talk botanical medicine real quick. Okay, this is, is plant medicine. All right, so uh, you have your typically your leaf herbs. Okay, uh, are things that you could consume more consistently in the the medicine in those typically isn't quite as is potent okay so you can do it every day for long periods of time right it's just i'm generalizing real quick mm -hmm. here so, mm -hmm. just generalizing so now we have that's the leaf now let's go to a flower a flower may have you know some medicinal properties but it's very gentle and that's something again that you could consume very consistently and never really run into any trouble um you get into bark Okay, now the, 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 the medicinal properties step it up a notch. Like cinnamon? Like cinnamon, okay, it's a great example. Yeah, cinnamon, um, so that steps it up a notch. Okay, so parsley, okay, excellent, excellent medicine. Okay, parsley is actually my favorite gout remedy, by the way. Oh. And uh, I'll, I'll let everybody have that one. That one's a... Wow, <laughs> nice. thank parsley you Two to three ounces of, of fresh parsley a day uh, normally knocks gout out of the ballpark. It's it's really super simple. Typically, costs you about a dollar a day. 
Unbelievable. And, you know, are you drinking super, the water or are you actually just blending it in and taking blending it, it eating it? Um, I even have, uh, I've had one, uh, one patient here recently that he just, uh, he scrambled two eggs with his bunch of parsley every morning. <laughs> he just ate it that way in, uh, it took two days. It was 48 hours. His gout was gone. It was, uh, pretty That's incredible. Super, super ridiculously simple remedy, mm-hmm. you know, and it's right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, most people have it on their plate and they throw it away. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yes, yes. You know, it's it was- a garnish meant to be tossed away on top of a steak. Right? So we've got a sense of how to eat. Now, clearly no one's doing that. We know that. And it's, it's hard. So everyone goes into supplements. So let's talk about the entire chain of vitamin. How does a vitamin get produced? So you're a formulator. Right. Um, in, in, you know, really quickly and briefly and in kind of layperson's lingo, how do you formulate a vitamin? So, you know, for something like um, 7M as an example, or the Metaplex, mm-hmm. talk very briefly, you know, how do you decide to what to put in it? Where do you guys source? Where do vitamin companies source um, materials? How does it get put in? And then how do I as a consumer know which brand to buy? I mean, there's so many brands. There's thousands of brands. Mm-hmm. And everybody touts these days, oh, we're natural. You know, we're all natural. Mm-hmm. And then you look at the ingredients and there's all kinds of crap in there. So what brands, you know, eventually we'll talk about kind of what brands, et cetera. But let's just start first with how does a vitamin get made? Well, first off, um, what we, you know, what we would do is looking at if you came to me, you said, wait, I want to, you know, I want this whole, uh, I want a line of supplements. I said, mm-hmm. okay, well, well, what are you wanting these, these supplements to do would be our first question, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I want, you know, on a prenatal vitamin, I want a, a sport vitamin. I want, uh, you know, uh, children, you know, children's vitamin or, you know, something like that. Right. Real basic. Um, so, there are there are guidelines as to what a multivitamin is and can be. Okay, so you have some parameters that were that are, are guidelines. We actually have parameters that we have to operate within in order to call it a multivitamin. All right. So now that we know that you do this for a living, tell us a secret. What vitamin would you not put in your mouth or give your kids? because of where it's sourced. So what are the worst countries for sourcing ingredients? And so that we all can look at a multivitamin and say, uh-uh, that's not going in my mouth because it says the you ingredients know, were sourced here. My, uh, it, this is really sad. I'm, I'm a doctor of oriental medicine, studied Chinese medicine, studied Taiwanese medicine, Japanese medicine, uh, but I wouldn't buy anything from over there. Got it. So even though there's tons of good stuff that comes from China and they claim it's organic because God knows I went through that. I mean, part of my healing was acupuncture and every acupuncture Mm -hmm. therapist would give me a whole bunch of pills. Half of them are still lying in my kitchen, but you're saying it doesn't matter that it says organic. Don't touch it. Uh, No, Uh, most of the, we actually have uh, in our group in our formulating group, we have, uh, we have two scientists that, they actually test all ingredients that come into our lab before we ever do anything with it. It actually has to stay in quarantine for two weeks and we wow. do testing on it for two weeks before we, before we accept it. We turn away four times more raw material than we actually use. Wow. Wow. 
so China, would you to put give you an India? idea? Yeah, and would you put India in there too? In you know, India is what's interesting. Um, <laughs> India has far better technology than China. Oh, that's and, good to know. And I, I'm not kidding you. They they actually surpass China technologically by far. Tech, uh, now China has a larger workforce. Mm -hmm. They have they have more working capital at the moment, you know, but technologically and um, I would say in you know your working practices, India is far better. So the product comes in, it stays in quarantine. You then get a bunch of people testing it through. Okay. Right. Right. Um, it has to be exactly what what we asked for which is okay. not always the case sometimes you order echinacea and they send you something else <laughs> quality control issues yes yes that's that's definitely or they'll send you mostly echinacea and the rest of it's sand you know that does happen periodically and oh, wow. it's it's amazing what uh what and it's it's way more regulated within the united states mm -hmm. um but there are like i said most of your south american countries have have pretty good standards with okay. uh, with their you know their production and everything and they uh, one thing is they just they don't have the money to put right. the pesticides and herbicides on the crop <laughs> and it's it's still contrary to their thought process you know why would you put poison on your food it's contrary to everybody's thought process <laughs> I, I hate to say that but it's contrary to every thought process unless it's profit over people so to me, the only time it makes sense is when you're talking about yields in a way that allows you to maximize profit, you know, sort of wringing that last dollar out. And at that point, it's not about the health no. and wellness of anybody. It's just right. about what can I do to maximize profit out of this? And that's really what we're living in. So, so you've got these products, now they're processed, and then your formulation comes in, right? You've right. articulated yeah, our, the ratio. Our our recipe, you know, kind of like your cookie recipe. Yeah. <laughs> we make a recipe and <clears throat> we have to take and blend that recipe. If, you know, if there's multiple ingredients, we have to blend them. We have to test to make sure that when, once they blended, we didn't damage anything. Mm. Okay. Which is another okay. thing. Um, we do, what we actually specialize in is uh, delivery systems. And so that's where the fulvic and humic acids and all those types of things, that's where all that comes in is, uh, you know, so if you're, let's say you have an herbal supplement that's bark and roots, okay, cinnamon bark and, you know, turmeric slippery, root. yeah, yeah, exactly, turmeric root, something like that. So you got ginger and, you know, so these are, mm -hmm. um, those ingredients uh, need a different delivery system than if you came over and you know took asparagus and cilantro. <laughs> okay. Got it. Got it. And so the the chemistry is totally different. In so what will deliver, you know, the ingredients out of uh, asparagus and cilantro won't necessarily deliver turmeric and cinnamon. Okay. And so we have to tool, I, I use the word tool or uh, tweak mm -hmm. <laughs> delivery systems for whatever it is that we're trying to put into the body. 
in uh, so that's something that we do a lot of work with but typically you take your your mix where you have to test your end product make sure that it isn't uh, nothing got damaged in the processing process you know uh, you have your if it goes into a capsule or a tablet or a liquid at that point you have to uh, you know do the appropriate things sometimes a, a liquid um, sometimes a liquid has to go in a hot bottle okay so that it doesn't ferment while it's in the bottle uh, other things don't ferment as easy and so on and so forth so it's there's a lot to it a lot that goes into all of that and it's not just throwing ingredients into a, a vat and hoping something good comes out. It's <laughs> and who do you, which companies do you trust? Who other than obviously organics, sure. uh, do you believe actually does everything that's needed to create a vitamin that actually can be absorbed and deliver the results versus becoming, as they say, expensive urine? I, I have a few, I have a few that I work with. I have, um, uh, well, obviously, drnewsom.com. Of course. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> of course. The number and, one and, brand. Right. You know. <laughs> um, <laughs> then organics. Um, also, Microbe Formulas is another company I, I've worked real closely with. They're, they're a good company. Really good company. Uh, very, very high quality. You know, they, their quality controls are excellent. Um, I like Life Extension. Oh, I like that brand too. They're, okay. they're very good. Okay. Um, Pure formulation? Pure's is good. They're good. Um, I, I'm not real keen on uh, nutrient isolates. Okay, so I'm not real big on taking thiamine, and riboflavin, okay, uh, B1, B2, B3, B, you know, 6, B12. All separately um, there's so a, a aggregate formulation yes I'm a synergist I, I like mm. synergy um, I see more toxicology toxicological problems okay they, they end up with more toxicity issues when they're taking you know zinc copper magnesium calcium b12 vitamin C B you know all these individual uh individual nutrients and they spend a lot of money and don't feel any better that's uh, that's something that i see uh i've watched that clinically for years and uh you know one of the things that uh, i've been told over and over and over and over and over again is that uh once patients started working with me it actually was less expensive to pay my fee you know to as, as their doctor, as their consultant and things like that, and purchase the more expensive supplements that I had them on, they actually were, were spending less money every month doing that than they were buying, you know, gobs and gobs of other things that they didn't feel any better on, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and that's, unfortunately, that is, that is extremely common. So let's talk about toxicology because there's these news um, releases often get shut down because, of course, our media is 
very, very good at not releasing information that might be detrimental to commercial practices. So, you know, how many people die of, you know, kidney issues because of taking some supplement isn't something that gets reported as widely as it probably should versus the supplements that tout some benefit and of course those get widely promoted. So at what point should someone start worrying about overloading their organs because they're taking way too many supplements and or are taking toxic supplements. So how do I, as a consumer, be wary and be informed? One would be, my goodness, I'm trying to, the, one would be, would be to look at, um, well, with your, with different brands, I'm trying to, because I'm on the backside of all this. How do I tell somebody on the other side of the counter? Um, you know, looking at companies, whether they have testing or whether they, um, are they proprietary? Do they, are they open about their ingredients? You know, um, I have a lot of proprietary blends myself. I will give you all the ingredients, but I won't tell you the, the amounts the of ratios. Them. <laughs> the ratios. But how do we even right. believe? You know? Right, but how do we even believe that what they're saying is in it is in it? I know there's a couple of labs, right. uh, there's a couple of websites that have started that are testing, right? Lab door, I think, is one. Um, Mike Adams is really good for that. Okay. Um, the health ranger, he's excellent. Ah, He'd be somebody I right. would, you know, you could send if you have a if something's questionable, you send it to him. And uh, he has a fee, but you'll he can test it for you. Um, that would be a you know third party thing that would be excellent if you're concerned, uh, you know, about the cleanliness or the uh, quality of your your product. Mm -hmm. That would be mm -hmm. definitely definite way to go there. Um, number one, number two. Um, if you're taking more than ten supplements, you're probably taking too many. It would be if you have ten different bottles on your on your countertop you i wouldn't take more than 10. <laughs> i'm not inviting you to my kitchen <laughs> well the thing is i you know i've been working with patients for a long time and they come in i've had patients come in with garbage bag fulls of of supplements that they're taking every day in uh there is such thing as too much of a good thing mm -hmm. you know and the beautiful thing about it is once you stop taking in too many supplements, any damage that was done starts to correct itself almost immediately. It's, it's kind of like... Uh, how long does the body take to reverse the damage? It uh, depends on how, how bad the damage was. Mm -hmm. So if you've been taking lots of vitamins for a year, how long would it take? A month, maybe. Okay. shouldn't take very long. No, it shouldn't. You know, it's, it's years of of hyper, hyper dosage, you know, that, uh, uh, you know, even, uh, you know, I have people use, uh, we do, we call it the vitamin C flush. Okay. It's something we do in some of our detox programs. And you start off with 3000 milligrams of vitamin C. When you first wake up in the morning, you add another thousand every hour till it moves your bowels. <laughs> okay. And that's okay to do every once in a while. You don't do that every day. That right. if you do that every day, that's not good. Okay, but right. it's no different than you know 
maybe a glass of wine every day isn't going to hurt you, but a bottle of wine every day has consequences. Yeah. You know, yeah. not that it's not the wine's bad, but yeah. it's dose related, you know, and yeah. so um, in when you're consuming individual nutrients, okay. Uh, if their ratios aren't where they should be for your individual physiology, the, the chances of you creating other nutritional deficiencies increase. So you take calcium because let's say you're in your fifties and you need calcium, right? The doctor said you need a doctor calcium said, supplement need, or right. dairy. Uh -huh. Right. So you start taking a thousand milligrams of calcium every day. Well, in that pond of nutrients in your body, you just threw a huge boulder out there and you're making major waves. And it's going to offset all those other nutrients because all you're doing is taking one nutrient in and you need 70 some of these nutrients. So that goes back to whole food nutrients. Whole food nutrition is really where it's at. And that's, that's what I practice, it's what I preach, it's what I, I do with patients. It's it's the uh, uh, that's the way to go. You have to have uh, whole food supplements. Our body. The other thing is, if it's something that's synthetic, um, you know, if it's a, a mineral chelate, uh, it'll say eight a e t uh, a t e on the end of the uh, you know might be glutinate or. Mm -hmm. Uh, theorate, theorate, or aspartate, or you know, asper, you know, could be all, there's all kinds of things. That is that was chemically created. That's not a naturally occurring compound. It's it. Oh, it, that's such a good advice. You know, stay away from the ATE and things. Mm -hmm. They're they're better than the ides. You know, so if you take a calcium chloride, that's actually very dangerous. <laughs> you cause all kinds of problems. Calcium carbonate. Okay, yeah, that that's you know, fairly benign, um, but taking large amounts of either would be detrimental, especially if you're taking it by itself. And so smaller doses, wider range of nutrients is far, far better. And your chances of, uh, of toxicity go down to almost nothing, number one. Number two, your synergy, okay, because in, you know, if you eat a, a stalk of celery, you're getting 70 some nutrients in that stalk of celery. Exactly. Right? Exactly. And they're designed to be in there in, in, in that, that synergistic, synergistic homogenous right. way that right. your body can absorb. So juicing is one of my favorite ways to actually take a multivitamin. It's like right. Right. Oh, a bunch of veggies in my angel masticating juicer and uh, just gobble right. it, you know, gobble it down, chase it down with something yummy after. Cause I don't juice fruits. I'll only juice veggies. Um, but sometimes, you know, it's, it's like a multivitamin. It's, it's right. It really is. You know. Exactly. 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 You're getting. So where do you get calcium from? Broccoli. Uh, broccoli. Oh yeah, that's excellent source. Broccoli. Um, all your leafy vegetables, all your greens have uh, have calcium in it. Um, they also are going to have a high amount of magnesium. Balance out the calcium. Right, right. And more people are magnesium deficient than there are calcium deficient. So true. You know, most people that have osteoporosis have plenty of calcium in their body. 
they don't have enough magnesium or vitamin D3 to yeah. manage the calcium. Yeah. You know, the Which is, uh, it, that's back to, there's so much fake news around calcium and osteoporosis. Right. That, thank you for sharing that. So if you have osteoporosis or you're worried about osteoporosis, Dr. Nizum, share again, what is the exact formulation they should be having? Uh, they actually should have uh, about the same amount of calcium magnesium on, the, on a daily basis. They'll also need um, large amounts, not the 400 units <laughs> a day of vitamin D3. They need typically in the 2,000 to 5,000 unit range to, uh, to actually get the minerals into their bones. Mm, got it, it. it takes a lot more. It takes a lot more of the vitamin D3 to, to get that done. So we're going to talk now very briefly about how do you make sure that these vitamins you're eating actually get to the cells? Because that's, you mentioned a lot of people will take these vitamins and they say, ah, nothing happens. And we've read a lot of articles that talk about, oh, multivitamins are just, you're just flushing good money down your toilet. And for a lot of people, that is actually true because the multivitamin may not be formulated in a way that your body can absorb. So for a variety of reasons. So can you share what are some of the reasons that a body doesn't absorb? And then for those people, what do you recommend um, in terms of channel a, or delivery? I have a story for you. The, the largest patient I ever treated weighed over 640 pounds. In his, wow. his, his, he was an enormous man. His, his business was the, uh, you know, the portable, porta potty business is what he called it. <laughs> <You> <laughs> And so he had the, you know, the construction site uh, or, yeah. you know, the, the portable toilet, mm -hmm. you know, have it at, at some event, public events and whatnot. Uh, he had those, he rented those out. That's what he, what his business was. And so he came to see me for some issues and uh, I, you know, had this uh, work up for him and he's like, well, I'm not taking that stuff. I said, well, you know, well, why not? He said, well, those are vitamins, aren't they? I said, well, yes, of course. He's like, well, I ain't taking that stuff. He said, that doesn't work. I said, well, what makes you, what, you know, okay, so where are you coming from here? And he, he said, I'll tell you what, um, this weekend, you come out to my yard and we'll, we'll have a discussion. So I, I met with him, uh, went out to his yard where they cleaned the, uh, the portable toilets and he had mountains like, 15 or 20 mountains of one a day vitamins that still had the, you know, you could go through, uh, you know, the no way. and they still had their, the, no the name way. written across oh the my God. It was terrible. And he's like, you know, so I took him back, you know, had him come back in to the office and we took each one of the, uh, the, the capsules and tablets that he was going to be taking. And we took, uh, four ounces of distilled water, one teaspoon of apple cider vinegar. Mix that up, drop the capsule in there. If it didn't disperse in, in you know, it didn't open up and disperse, if the tablet didn't fall apart in that solution, it probably wouldn't in your stomach either. Mm. So that was a real simple, easy test. And uh, yeah. everything that I gave them did, you know, it did fall apart in that solution. So. Um, that's, that tells you the, the, you know, the capacity of the, the tablet or the capsule to disperse in your, in your gut. So yeah. if it doesn't break down, 
it, it's not, you're not going to absorb anything out of it, you know. Clearly. Looking at a kind of a vitamin bottle, looking on the back, what am I looking for to know whether this thing's going to actually open up versus, for example, gummies? Sure. Versus, for example, sublinguals versus mm -hmm. sprays, right? So, okay. so I've got a B12 that I rub. I've got a spray for vitamin D. I've got some gummies. Sure. Um, all, of those, mm -hmm. all of those are going to be pretty quick absorbed. I mean, they're, they'll hit your, your bloodstream pretty quick. Uh, the, anything that's transdermal that goes on your skin will be in your bloodstream typically in about 30 seconds. I mean, most things are designed to penetrate through the skin that fast. Um, sublinguals might take about 90 to 90 seconds to two minutes for something to hit the bloodstream. Uh, when you're doing like a gummy, a gummy absorbs just as fast, as fast as the sugar absorbs. Instant. <laughs> Quick. I like that. I like that. Because <laughs> um, I had a gut dysbiosis. I mean, I had severe gut dysbiosis and mm -hmm. One of the integrative doctors said to me, sweetheart, you can keep downing all those vitamins. Your gut doesn't have the capacity to absorb. So she's the one that put me on the, initially the transdermals right. and said, as far as you can, put rub stuff on you. Sure, sure. Okay. Great. So then the, uh, um, when you get into tablets and capsules, you know, tablet technology has really improved. There's... Uh, you know, when I first started years ago, tablets were terrible. <laughs> in uh, so many binders, it you had to have like an excess of mm -hmm. stomach acid to even start breaking them things down. They were terrible. Um, now, now they have they have tablets that start to dissolve almost as well as a gel capsule. In uh, so those are those are things. Something that has lots of binders, lots of uh, uh, inert ingredients, typically isn't, that's not as high quality. Um, so, you know, if you're looking at the label in the back, you look down at the bottom and the, the uh, inactive ingredients or the inert ingredients, those, if there's a lot of those, then there's a lot of binders. There's a lot of things in that. That's so liquid is better than gummy. <laughs> Liquid gummies. will absorb faster. Okay. So yes. liquids are better, gummies are better, sprays are better, sublinguals are better than the tablets. Typically, then, yes. Typically. And then in the tablet, you're looking for what is it, what are the ingredients in terms of beyond the vitamins and minerals right. to see what the composition is. Right. And if you've got a lot of binders and stuff like that, I mean, there's often they use like magnesium Stereo, sure. Exactly, they've got all the stuff in if, there. And if the list of ingredients that are are inactive ingredients are uh, close to the, <laughs> the same number of ingredients as you have in your supplement, it's probably <laughs> not not so good. I would um, say even fifty percent. I mean, if 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 fifty percent are binders, you probably should still toss it because right, right, not that just doesn't sound good to me. It's, it's, it's not, it's not going to be very effective. And especially again, we go back to like you said with the gut dysbiosis. Uh, you know, you have a hard time absorbing even juice. Oh yeah, <laughs> yes, it's been there, felt it. Yeah. And so, yeah. what time of the day, with or without food? There's all kinds of information mm. on. 
right. what is the best time of the day to have a muzzle um, lamp? Typically, um, typically before breakfast and before dinner are typically about 12 hours apart for a, a vitamin. If you're taking vitamins, those are the typical best, uh, best times of the day to take it. Uh, a lot of times you don't want to take them too late at night because they can stimulate your mitochondria. You do that, you're going to be up at night. <laughs> um, you take them, uh, some people, uh, in particular with B vitamins, B vitamins upset people's stomach pretty consistently. And so you, if that's the case, you want to find something that has a lower dose of the B vitamins and you may want to take that with food. Um, that, that could be, uh. Yeah, an issue. But otherwise, you can take without food. I think what I'm hearing you say is before right. breakfast without food right. is just fine. Right. Um, got it. And Ayurveda, I believe, or anyone who does herbs or herbal remedies typically says you shouldn't take anything more than three months and then you want right. to pause. So, talk a little bit about that. Does that rule apply to multivitamins and, and rule, how long do you pause? That rule applies to everything, in my opinion. Um, the uh, there's an interesting thing. Let's say, let's say you start a vegan diet today. You stay on that strictly for 90 days, uh, between day 90 and day 95, that diet will go from being very health, health, healthy, health promoting to, you'll start having allergic responses to almost everything that you've been eating for the last 90 days. Really? Now, let's say you switch to a ketogenic diet and you you did that for 90 days you'd be fine for those 90 days you somewhere between 90 and 95 days you'll start having reactions to the food that you've been eating it's it's crazy um my opinion is this is just my my personal belief we uh there was this big flood in our history and some guy on a boat was all that happened you know in uh that was about 5,000 years ago. For the last 5,000 years, we've had four seasons. Yes, we have. And uh, our bodies are accustomed to eating per four seasons, which happened to last right around 90 days. I think you are absolutely right. That's, 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 the, whole, <laughs> that's the microbiotic diet, correct? Exactly. Um, from a uh, uh, microbiome standpoint and from a, you know, uh, the standpoint of, of healing chronic issues, mm -hmm. you're far better eating, you know, for two weeks, eating a ton of raspberries mm. and then going months without them <laughs> and then have a bunch of blueberries and then go months. You know what I'm saying? Have yeah. lots of cucumbers in your diet for a little while and yeah. cucumbers for a while. And, yeah. you know, just that, our, our microbiome does much better with that. In, uh, it's, I really? use, I didn't know that. So that's a microbiome thing you're saying. Uh, yes. Yes. This is a microbiome thing. So, um, if, if you rubbed your elbow hmm. on a table every day, three times a day for 90 days straight, you'd develop a callus, right? Yeah. Okay. So if you put the same three meals every day on your microbiome, <laughs> Eventually, they kind of get callous to that, okay? They start getting irritated by that. We call those food allergies. Oh, my goodness. Really? 
Wow. I, again, you, you know, you have such a brilliant way of sharing information in with such a new lens um, that it's easy to understand. And it's almost like it clicks and you go, yeah, that makes perfect sense. I mean, what you just said actually makes perfect sense. It's, uh, it's a, just a little different way of looking at it, but it's the truth. It's really simple, actually. Wow. So food allergies, you're, you're making a case, because um, of course I did a fit test again and it came back that I'm deeply allergic to cranberries, go figure, of course, wheat and dairy. And then, you know, next level down was, wait for it, apples, pears, oranges, bananas, and spinach. And right. uh, I remember my doctor calling me and saying, this is the weirdest list of allergies I have ever seen in anybody. I have never seen someone allergic to all fruits and vegetables. And mm -hmm. of course it wasn't all fruits and vegetables, but it was right. significant. Well, of course, because I've been living on fruits and vegetables for about two years. Right. And so right. to your point, um, that's completely an unhealthy way of living, even if you're having fruits and veggies, because you've got to switch it around 90 days. Right. I'm going to try that. A little bit of rotation. I, I'm, I'm working on a diet plan. It's a book I'm writing at the moment on, on this actual concept. And there's uh, Dr. Tony Jimenez, I think, mm -hmm. has just written a book. I don't know if he's released it yet or not, but we've we've talked about it quite a bit, and he has a book on this, and it's you know he's had thirty years as an oncologist working with cancer patients, mm -hmm. and this is exactly the same. He's come to the exact same conclusion. You know, very interesting diet. You know, we, we put someone on a Gerson, the Gerson mm -hmm. therapy, which is excellent and they do fantastic for three months then they start crashing <laughs> you know why <laughs> why is that why is that and you know so we switch them to paleo diet and all of a sudden they do great three months later they start you know the lab work starts getting worse they start having fatigue they start having all these symptoms again and we see that and uh you know dr dr jimenez has seen that in the you know cancer clinics for the last wow. 30 years in, uh, so it's a different concept. Um, it's not new. It's just very different to anything that's being marketed at the moment. <laughs> well, let's do this. Let's. We're going to do a boot camp. Right, Perfect. Dr. Nazum? We are going to do a boot camp that's going to start as a 90-day boot camp. And it's going to have, I mean, you know, all our boot camps are 14-day boot camps, those of you who, who are listening or watching that know this, but we're going to make it into a 14-day boot camp that continues for 90 days because it's going to be the same meal plan. And then we're going to switch it out every 90 days. So you have a fresh set of recipes based on the season. And of course, it's all going to dovetail into the book that you're working on and your formulation. So I'm really super excited about this. Um, we, we could gab on forever. We, we've got so many more topics. I'm going to have Dr. Nazum back. We're going to talk about infections and we're going to talk about inflammation next. But um, for now, Dr. Nazum, I want to thank you so much for your brilliant insights, for your dedication, for your commitment to helping get the truth out. So. Any last parting words on vitamins? Vitamins, um, mega doses are great for short periods of time. You don't need mega doses for long periods of time. Okay, so long periods of time or any, anything over in about 14 to 14 to 21 days, if you know, mega dosing of vitamins um, 
will start to be detrimental after about that time because you're getting too much of a good thing. Okay, so if you're taking a multivitamin, I, I personally, um, it's just me personally in with my children, I use um, things like organic greens from organics. That's what we use as a multivitamin, quote unquote. Mm. Okay, it's there's 90 some different fruits and vegetables in that. <laughs> you know, it's your you're getting freeze-dried juice of those organically grown fruits and vegetables in that. That's that's just something that we use. This is I'm not touting this. This is just personally. This is what we do. Um, there are uh, we'll use a multivitamin um, for the ladies in the house. You know, right around that time of the month to offset you know different symptoms and and whatnot it helps them make it through that without having you know it being so stressful on their system you know mm -hmm. and they don't typically have to stay on that for a long period of time but it's okay that's just us personally and we're very healthy we have very good diet we've mm -hmm. been very healthy for a long time um so that's i guess as an example this is what i do personally uh and you can do whatever you want <laughs> <laughs> i really appreciate you sharing with us kind of what your personal routine is as well and i'm gonna i want to thank you so much for being here with us today and for the rest of you there are so many insights in here if you've got gout take parsley get out in the sun eat some fresh fruits and vegetables you now know what your plate needs to look like so if you love this episode please share Share it with your loved ones, with your friends, family. Give it a five-star rating. Thank you. That's a wrap. Share your love with a five-star review and get show notes at healthbootcamps.com. Connect with us on Health Bootcamps Facebook and Twitter. Also, don't forget to check out other great interviews and subscribe to the Get Healthier podcast today.